Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Perceptive Photographer Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Gregory, and this is episode 421 of our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about nature versus nurture. But before that, just a reminder that if you head up onto the jump notes for this particular podcast episode or head up to my website and check out the blog, you can register for a free week of Photoshop creativity exercises and classes at the Photoshop Creativity Virtual Summit, which is going to be held the week of the April 17th. So check that out. There's a registration link there up on my website. While you're up there, if you haven't signed up for the newsletter, sign up for that. That'll keep you up to date on all the things coming out of the studio, including some upcoming online workshops that I'll be hosting here later in the year. All right, nature versus nurture. And this is one of the things that I've always sort of found interesting in conversations and not being a parent, you know, I haven't had to experience the exact nature versus nurture experience of rearing children in my own life, but I have had this conversation many times. I've thought about it many times. I've experienced it firsthand in my own life many times. I've always wanted to be able to run fast, which I put into the nature world. You're, there are certain people who are born faster runners. Usain Bolt comes to mind. He was just fast, always has been. The people I played soccer with were extremely fast runners. I am the person who, when they run, can finish any race. I'm like the slowest of the tortoises and the tortoise in the hare. I can finish. Now, they may have packed up the finish line, swept the streets, and the sun may have come up the next day, but I will cross the finish line. So in the nature versus nurture, I've always wanted faster running. And I took track. I was in track. I tried to learn like the right mechanics of doing that. And even at my best, I was still very, very slow. So there is a component of you can't always nurture certain things. You can't nurture, I want to be six foot seven and play basketball if you're five foot four. It's just not going to happen. So outside the weird boundaries of that, I think there's something else that comes up that's interesting in nature versus nurture. And again, without having children, I've got dogs though. And I've got dogs that are high energy. They're Australian shepherds. They're a working group. They like to have a job. They like to have exercise. They are focused. And as long as you nurture the right aspects of their personality, they are incredibly amazing, amazing animals. They are amazing companions. They are amazing little buddies that live in my life because leaning into their strengths of how they are, giving them a job, making sure that they get exercise, giving them a work exercise job makes them happy, makes them feel like they're doing what they want to be doing. And it makes my life easier when I then sit down to work that they're not over there poking me in the butt the entire time telling me they need more exercise. And so there's a combination of the two, I think, between nurture and nature in a lot of cases, where we have innate abilities, innate skills. We can nurture those, emphasize those, make those better. And there are certain things that we just, because of nature, we're not going to have happen, and that's okay. At the same time, I think in nurture, which is really, to me, you know, if I had to pick nature versus nurture, I would say nurture is in many ways more critical than nature, because I can nurture myself to be a good runner, not necessarily a fast runner, but a good runner. Like I said, I can finish the race. But in that world of nurturing, when it comes to our creative practice, so bringing this back out of playing with my dogs and not ever being able to run fast, coming back to the creativity aspect of this, coming back to our photographic aspect of this, I have heard after working with people for years now about they wish they were born more creative or born a better photographer or that they could see better or that they could understand light better. And what happens is we start to put in this wall of things that are skills that we use in photography, 
and ways we would like to be in photography. And we sort of convolute those into one bucket, one ball, massy, squishy ball. And one of the things that's interesting about working in a creative practice is there are things that I think we are naturally born with. I think some people are naturally born with a sort of a kinesthetic understanding of painting. Like they pick up painting. Now that doesn't mean you can't learn brush strokes and learn how to paint, but there are some people who just seem to be more innate with it. Drawing and sketching is the same way. Some people I think just draw and sketch easier than somebody else. But that doesn't mean that we all can't draw and sketch and then we all can't paint. Some of us may have to work at it a little more. We may have to develop our nurturing aspect of it a little more, but we all have those skills. So in photography, you want to become better at lighting. We just have to dedicate ourselves to learning more about lighting. You want to become better at Photoshop. We just have to dedicate the time to become better at Photoshop. It may not be easy and we may not necessarily be our favorite thing, but if it's a skill that we want to acquire photographically, we can do that. We now, we may never be the best Photoshop person. We may have to go back and refer to our notes over and over again because we can't retain anything about how Photoshop or Lightroom works. But with notes, with a little practice, we can step up with that. But the piece I'm really interested in, the piece that I'm fascinated by is the nurture side. And I think the reason I'm so fascinated by the nurture side is, I think if I, again, if I had to pick which one of those two makes the biggest difference, like I said, I think it's on the nurture side. And the reason for that is, Nurturing comes both external and internal. So there's two, two areas we, we get that nurturing happens from. People who are not us, who influence us, who shape us, who have conversations with us, and our own internal dialogue about our creative practice and our photography. And what's interesting about nurturing to me is nurturing used poorly, done horribly, done cruelly, can actually destroy anything we have in our natural sphere. You can be told you're the worst photographer ever by everybody you meet, and you will not do photography, no matter how much you love it, want it, crave it, create it, because you've been nurtured, you've been nurtured in the wrong way. You've been told you're not good, you have no talent, you're not smart, which is all a load of crap. I mean, that's all just somebody else's frail ego, unwilling to accept their own insecurities that they then transfer onto somebody else. It's a load of crap. Everybody can make amazing photographs. Everybody can be amazing at whatever they want. Now, again, we may not be the greatest, but we can be amazing. We can be the maximum person, the greatest person we can be, which is ultimately what our creative life and our life's about, is me being the absolute best version of me that I can be. That's what matters. That's ultimately what nurturing's about, is making sure that we are always in the position to be able to be the best person we can be in a supportive environment. And that doesn't mean that there's not a critical environment. It doesn't mean that when somebody critiques my photographs and they critique them with less than happy feedback, but good feedback, plausible feedback, realistic feedback that I can listen to in a, in a supportive way where it's not an attack on me, but a way to help me become better at my scene, that's nurturing that step forward. It doesn't mean I'm a terrible photo photographer because the way we've nurtured that conversation, that dialogue between us has allowed for me to continue to become a better version of myself. And so that's what a lot of our conversations need to be geared towards when we're working with other people is are we helping them become a better version of themselves? Are we not being consumed by their own negative talk, 
but yet redirecting that energy back so that they can feel better supported to take steps forward in their creative practice. And at the same time, we have that same problem in our own nurturing aspect. And to me, this is one of the, the pieces that comes from so many external stimuli have convinced us of who we are and how wrong we are and how bad we are and how inferior we are all the time that the interior conversation becomes much more challenging. And it comes from everywhere. It comes from systemic societal issues. It comes from hierarchies. It comes from insecure people who are challenging things. It comes from ego. It comes from advertising. I can't think of how many ads I've seen that basically tell me because I don't drive the right car, have the right clothes, that my legs twitch at night, that I have something wrong with me. There's something that needs to be fixed. I'm constantly broken that can be fixed by purchasing something else. So that I'm broken message subconsciously seeps in, seeps into my head. There's no way that doesn't affect our creative process. There's something fundamentally wrong with me. I'm told that all the time. And then when I look at other things where everything is better, social media, everything's perfect. Look at these amazing trips, these amazing photos, these amazing lives. And I don't have that. There's something wrong with me. Our own internal nurturing, the thing that is the filter that helps process that out gets subdued and suppressed. And so what happens is we end up making negative self-talk. And when it comes to our creative process and our photographic process, we start saying things like, I'm not going to be a good photographer, or I'm never going to get to make the kind of photographs I want to make. Or if I could only, what if, oh, I so wish we start to get in this world where we're no longer present and everything we talk about is negative about ourselves. Well, I'd make better photographs. I'm just not that good at Photoshop. Oh, you know, I really wish I understood lighting better because I, there's so many great photographs I could make if I could just use light better. Oh, I just got this camera and I'm not really comfortable with all the settings. And so I'm really struggling to make photographs. That's all negative nurturing. Think about the difference between somebody you meet who's like, oh, just got this new camera and I just can't figure anything out. Nothing works, blah, blah, blah. I can't get a good photograph. For somebody who's like, I just got this new camera. It does so many cool things. And I'm like, every time I push the button, something different happens. And all these settings give me so many options. I can't believe how many different things I can do with this camera that I haven't even figured out yet. The talk of excitement versus I'm never going to. That self-nurturing comes through when we look at prints on the wall. Oh, I just am never going to be as good a photographer. Oh, I wish my photograph was as good as that photograph. Well, guess what? That person standing next to you is probably thinking the same thing about their photograph and either your photograph or somebody else's photograph. That negative concept, that negative fear that we have, that we tell ourselves over and over again is a detriment. And so as I was thinking about nature versus nurture, one of the things that really struck me was if we could go in and Understand that we are where we are from nature and accept that. That's, that's where I am. That's, I, I'm a slow runner. That's where I'm at. Photographically, I see better when I'm doing landscape than when I'm doing product photography. I can't set up products. Okay. I could learn it, but I could also lean into my strength where I feel better, where I think my strengths lie. I'm going to nurture my organic way of being. I'm going to lean into that so that I have a better experience in my creative practice. The things I have to say are easier to say. 
I feel better about what I'm saying. I'm not looking critically at my own work, not liking it, because it's something I may or may not be interested in anyway. I'm trying to tie myself into something of value so that when things get hard and when things get challenging, I can look back and say, well, in my own dialogue, in my own self-talk, I can put forward, forward positive comments. I'm not always dwelling on the negative. I'm not always listening to that inner critic. I'm listening to the inner cheerleader that's telling me, rah, 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 keep going. You got this. Because it's the you got this that lets me take the step forward. You suck and can't do it never helps me go forward. But even if it's bad, even if it's not great, but the cheerleader is like, you got this crappy photograph and you got it good. Okay, cool. I got something. I can step forward. That nurturing of thy own soul, my own spirit through my own conversation really matters. And the last thing I wanted to say about that was, I think it's also really important when you look across your life, but across your creative life, if there's somebody who is always unwilling to nurture your creative process and your photography, and it may be somebody you've worked with for years. It may be somebody who's in your photo club. It may be somebody who you went to school with. It may be somebody you've just been friends with for years. You met on a workshop. If they're unwilling to nurture your photography, and everything they do is to the negative nurture, to the hypercritical nurturing, it might be time to reevaluate that relationship. It is already hard enough without a constant negative nurturing. Now, again, a critical supportive nurturing is different than a hypercritical negative nurturing. So somebody who's like that in your life, really reevaluate whether or not that person needs to hold the level they do and the relationship they have with you. Because maybe letting that go would create some space for some more positive nurturing to come into play so that you're able to have a much more engaging, interesting conversation about the meaningful work that you want to create. That's not to say that you need to get all new friends. I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm hypercritical against your current friends, negative voice telling you about your friends. But if you've got one or two, might be time to cut them loose. All right. Thanks so much for joining me today. Listen to me rant on a little bit about nature versus nurture. I, I find it fascinating to think about just sort of the nature of in my own insecurities, you know, where do they come from and how do they fester? And I know for, for me, a lot of that has come from thinking a lot about how have I been supported and how do I try to support other people photographically and recognizing that so much of the time when I am not me in my photography, it's because I'm dealing with having nurtured and put fertilizer on the wrong plant. And so by going back and reassessing, I've been able to make some pretty quick changes by recognizing that component in my own creative process. So hopefully that's just something for you to think about that you maybe can recognize in your own work and process. All right, thanks for joining me. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time.